Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am honored to bring you episode 84 of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit. The shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, founder, creator. You are listening to the episode 84 of the STS Podcast. And man, I think we're at an all-time high with anticipation. I think we're at an all-time high with the numbers. I think everything is going the way we've been planning this for the last 83 episodes, y'all. And it's been a good time, man. Episode 83 was with my guy, high school, um, a North High Athletic Director and Head Coach of the Boys Basketball Team, AJ Sharon. Long live Manny, y'all. I think that was a really good... Jim Field podcast, and I'm really, really excited for this podcast. Now we got Daniel Alcala. He's a pro trainer here out of Bakersfield, California. He's going to be our guest for today's show. And I just want to give a quick, um, big shout out to everybody who's following the STS podcast at STS Podcast Six Six One. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, y'all. Follow all the news. You're going to get everything there: exclusive links, exclusive footage, and exclusive news. Man, we got a we got a big, big episode coming up on Monday. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it and. We got the studio up and going, man. The studio was ready to go. We got a few things we just got to knock out. You know, we just got to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's and whatnot. But we got some crazy, crazy stuff coming up the podcast, man. I'm so excited for everybody to tune in and listen to us. We're going to take this so this this podcast game to the next level. And I, like Again, I talk about this all the time in life. It's always about that next level. There's always something we could do to get bigger, smarter, um, even man, shout out to muscle science, smarter, better. Uh, we're really trying to get to that next level, y'all. And there's always ways to do it. There's avenues that we have to pursue. And I really hope you guys tune in. And if you guys want to listen to this audio exclusive, make sure you guys are listening to on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your favorite podcast. I believe the SDS podcast is going to be there. We might be your next favorite podcast, y'all. I really love everybody coming back. Returning listeners, this show is nothing without you guys, man. This is why we do the exclusive audio. The returning listeners, you guys make this podcast. You guys are the blood. You guys are you guys are the heart of the podcast. You make this thing stay alive, and I really appreciate everybody tuning in. New listeners, welcome to the show, y'all. Again, my name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we're here for another great STS podcast, man. We got a lot of things going on today. I think Kobe's getting inducted today, man, and we're gonna probably talk about the next episode. It's crazy. That's a bittersweet thing, man. It's real crazy how we're um. We're celebrating the Black Mamba, and uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna. Me and my guy Rob are gonna do a pod pretty soon regarding that. Um, but you know, I want to give a big shout out to my guy Rob too. He's actually one of our newest sponsors. He is the owner of Just Snap It Photo Booth, and Just Snap It Photo Booth has the goal of capturing your once in a lifetime moments with your friends and family for any event, y'all, weddings, birthdays, business parties, Christmas parties. Man, this photo booth is top of the line. Just Snap is experienced and they're locally owned here in Bakersfield, California. This is a mobile photo booth that's gonna travel to Los Angeles, San Diego, Fresno, and everywhere in between for your big day. For 
for our podcast family, this is where it gets great, y'all. If you mention the STS podcast, when you book, just snap it. They're going to take $100 off your booking. They're going to take $100 off your final fee, y'all. That's $100 at just snap it. That's Instagram.com slash just snap it underscore. And also, we are sponsored by Monkey Smile Check and Repair. They're located at 1331 East Truxton Avenue in Bakersfield, California. This is also a family-owned and locally-owned repair shop that specializes in breaking battery services, oil changes, smog checks, transmission repairs, and it's hot right now in the field. I think it's going to be 100 a day. If your car is pushing out that hot air, man, go to Monkey Small Check and Repair and get your AC serviced. And to show the love and support to our listeners, everyone who mentioned the STS podcast during their small check will get $5 off. And another new sponsor for the STS podcast. Good Lord, y'all, we're blessed with sponsors. Captain G Soul Food. That's Captain G Soul Food. They're a restaurant dedicated to the comfort living of a good home-cooked meal. Captain G's is family-owned and locally operated here in Bakersfield, California. This them now at 1201 Chester Avenue in Bakersfield, California. And if you mention the STS podcast, y'all, you're gonna get 10% off your meal today at Captain G Soul Food. And as always, we're sponsored by Coco Glow by M. This is a spray tanning specialist located in Bakersfield, California. It's ready to take your tan to the next level. That's what we're about, y'all. Taking things to the next level. This is an affordable option for you. It's gonna take your beauty to that next level. And you know what? They are appointment only, so make sure you contact M at 661. 348-1365. She's located at 612 18th Street in Bakersfield, California. And if you mention the STS podcast, we got something special for you you guys. Actually, you ladies. I know it's the ladies that love the tans. You buy two tans, you're going to get one for free when you mention the STS podcast. Again, buy two tans, get the third one for free. Coco Glow by M. That's Instagram.com. Coco underscore Glow underscore by underscore M. That's Coco Glow by M, y'all. And that's going to be who's sponsoring our podcast today. And I'm really, really, really grateful for that, man. This podcast is nothing without the sponsors. Without the sponsors, we're not doing any of this crazy stuff, any of this great stuff, man. And we seen some great stuff this past weekend. I was actually in Vegas, man. Me and my girlfriend went to Vegas, hanging out. We really went for the Canelo and Saunders fight. And let me tell you guys something, man. You guys are witnessing greatness. You guys are witnessing what it takes to get to that next level. And Canelo Alvarez, Cinnamon really really showed the world that you could put almost anybody in front of him in his weight class and he was gonna he's gonna break him down he might break their their orbital bone and i ain't gonna lie y'all. i put fifty dollars on sanders to get the to get the knockout draw the dq just because you know that was like a two thousand dollar payout i'm a gambler man but did i think he had a chance no but i respect bj saunders the man isn't he's not a you know canelo's one of those guys who makes great fighters look like good fighters and Canelo really put on display. It was real fun to see. Um, just, you know, man, it was cool to be around people, honestly. Just being back in that sporting that sporting aura, just that energy. We were, we were at a list, uh, watching party at, uh, I think it's the Cir- Circa. And, man, that was a beautiful time. It was really um, cool to see everybody so involved and just see boxing back. Um, the, when the world stops, man, it's a beautiful thing when the world stops because of boxing. And, um We've seen Canelo really show that he's getting stronger as he gets as he as he gets used to this 160, 168 division. He's getting stronger by the by the fight. He's getting better with every fight, man. Who could stop him? Who I think Caleb Plant's next. Um, don't know Mr. Plant if he could he can handle that pressure, if he can bring if he can handle that fire. Uh, Canelo is no walk in the park. The man is probably the best boxer in the world right now. He is the face of boxing. I think him and Tyson Fury, we can make an argument. Maybe Errol Spencer Crawford too. Um 
It's a beautiful thing for boxing, man. The sweet science was on display. You've seen him break him down body shots, hit him with the left, right, feeding off the crowd energy. I think there's about 69,000 people in Dallas Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It was a great night for boxing, man. The entrance was phenomenal. Um... It was one of those. It was. A, it was. It wasn't a classic bout, man. It was a good bout, but it was a good just to make sure people people are reminded that Canelo Alvarez is a star. Canelo Alvarez is here to stay, and he has. Um, he knows what, what what's at stake. That legacy, and I know you know when you compare these Mexican fighters, they always they're, they're trying to outdo the Chavez of the world, the Sanchez of the world, De La Hoyos of the world. When you mention these great fighters, man, you're gonna have to mention Canelo Alvarez when it's all said and done there's not a doubt in my mind y'all and um it was beautiful to see it was cool to be in vegas man vegas was real popping uh it was cool to get some drinks in cool to get you know i'm, I'm a patron guy so the patron was really rocking it was real fun to be um with my girlfriend man spending that time with her and just kind of getting out of town we've never really been out of town together so vegas was a perfect spot just to have some fun and just get, get kind of get away from the business side get away from the podcasting the djing and just from work it's cool to have a little vacation especially with someone you really care about um i'm all for it man and um you know what shout out to the signature y'all but let me tell you guys man valet i left my keys in my girlfriend's car and they fucking lost my keys man i had my only car key in there had all my house keys in there and they lost them and i know they did because i left the damn i left my keys i know that was a bad move but i left my keys in my girl's car and damn they lost my keys man it was horrible finally filing the claim and talking to security is not fun when you're on vacation that's like the last thing you want to do especially on a sunday afternoon when you're trying to get the fuck out of there it it was horrible, but um, you know what? We bounced back. We got a cut. We, we we're back to go. We we only missed a day, I think, and um, got all my keys back. But that was the that was the only downside of being in Vegas, man. Fremont Street was popping. The strip was popping. Um, you know, I know the CDC just announced that you know if you're vaccinated, you don't gotta be around. You don't gotta be masked up anymore. You don't gotta be socially distanced. And who knows, man? It, it just it's just crazy how. You know, everybody wants to follow the CDC guidelines when shit is bad. But if things are going up, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna second guess them a little bit. Let's be consistent with that. Let's be consistent. You know, when we when they were telling us six feet apart, we all did masked up. But now they're telling us not to be masked up if you're vaccinated. Oh, now we we want to second guess them. I'm gonna just gonna follow their lead, y'all. I'm it's it, and I'm not you know I'm not gonna this ain't a podcast how you get vaccinated. Do what you want to do. I know what I did. We're vac we're a vaccinated the fuck up, and we're just trying to get back to I guess whatever normal was before this pandemic. That's all we're trying to do, man. I think it's gonna be. Um, I hope everything goes well. Maybe hopefully July, August, things are kind of seeing the the light in the turn of this pandemic. Um, but, but please, if you're not, and just. Just be safe, y'all. You know, this thing is real. People I know who've died from this. People I know have been sick from this. This isn't something to play with, man. Just what everything, every disease, man. We have obesity, diabetes, cancer, t- everything, man, that could harm our body. Keeping it from being, from regulating and functioning at its normal functions. Please be safe, man, with just your health, y'all. And I need to take, I need to practice what the fuck I preach because I've been eating like shit the last couple of days. I had some pizza, went to a Fugatti's yesterday, been eating real good with the pasta. I got the soda right here while I'm doing my podcast. I need to follow my, I need to practice what I preach too, but man, just be safe, y'all. I want everybody to keep listening to these pods. I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to keep grinding, man. And let me tell you guys something about keep grinding. These shirts right now, man, we got some tie-dye shirts. We got them in maroon, black, and gray. They've been really selling, and I'm really proud of it, man. I'm really happy that just the model that we all live by, keep grinding. It doesn't matter if we're tired, you know, we're, 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 
broken down to the ground. If you know, we have these. Some people have these sixteen-hour days. We gotta keep grinding, y'all. We, even if you're in school, I know we have finals. Everybody, hope everybody passed their finals, y'all. Keep grinding, man. We are so close to our goals. If you got goals and you know you're damn near close, you guys gotta keep grinding because it's almost there, man. It ain't gonna happen if we stay stagnant. It's not gonna happen if we're just being content and comfortable. We gotta keep grinding, and get to that next level. If y'all need to keep grinding, sure, man. It's a cheap plug. Holla at me. I got you guys. They, they're, they're selling like hotcakes, man. They're selling, you know, like fiends on the corner in the 80s and shit, man. It's really out here. We're here trying to do the best we can with what we got. Um, you know, big up, just a little update on Highland basketball, man. We, you know, unfortunately we got shut down for two weeks. We didn't even get to play our game against Ridgeville. We're so excited for that. I know we had the coaches on from the Highland boys, uh, basketball staff. And, um, again, that's another instance of being safe, y'all. We know we had a positive test. And, uh, when that happens, we got to shut down everything just for the protection of our staff and our players. It's, um, it's unfortunate. I know we were looking forward to the season. I think we're back on Wednesday. Thank God that I was vaccinated just so I don't have to miss any time at work. Um, it's just crazy, man. I think we gotta we gotta really take we would I think the district does a great job of taking care of our kids and taking care of our staff. But I just wish I had an update for you guys in a positive way, man. But I think we're gonna be back on Wednesday. We got a few games to knock out. It's gonna be a three game season, shortened season, horrible man. Worst case scenario, but at least we're gonna get back in there and have some stability, at least for the end of the year, give our seniors something to um we're gonna try our best to help them help them go out with the bang, man. Um, you know, this is episode eighty four of the STS podcast and um Things are gonna be a little different from here on out, y'all. I know we got we got the studio going in. Uh, I really, I really am proud of what we have going on and what we can continue to do. I'm really excited for the future of our podcast. I'm really excited for what um, what guests we're having on. We're excited for what the studio is gonna look like. I hope we can continue doing live podcasts. I really want to give everybody a chance to. Um, Really uh, listen to our audio exclusive, man. Exclusive audio. This is our foundation. This is how we started this podcast. This is how we. Um, this is how we got into the world, man. So I really hope you guys enjoy it, man. Um, you know, we'll, I think the next part we'll talk about a little about Kobe. And we got the J Cole album. I don't have enough time for that today, but I will tell you that we have Daniel Acala. He's a pro boxing trainer. He's a he's a trainer of uh, Alex DeLuna, Miguel Contreras. Some of the most um, highly skilled bakers for boxers that's ever came out of the field, man. And just to have him blessed with a with his time and just talk to our listeners, it's it's it was an honor. I hope you guys really enjoy this one. I hope you guys you know give some love to our sponsors, man. Again, shout out to Coco Glow by M, Monkey Small Check and Repair, Just Snap It Photo Booth, and Captain G Soul Food. Show us some love, yeah, y'all, because they show us love all the time by sponsoring. Um, and this is how we're going to take it to the next level, y'all. I'm really excited for everything we got going on. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. 684, it's going to be episode 84 of the STS Podcast. And let's get tuned in to our guest, Daniel Akala of the Ambitious Boxing Academy. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. And I have, as my guest for episode 84 of the STS Podcast, we got Daniel Akala. He's going to be pro boxing trainer at the Ambitious Boxing Academy. Did I get that right, Daniel? Yeah, man, that's right. That's a new boxing academy, right? Yeah, we started, what, three, four months ago now? I've seen the move, my guy. Yeah. i seen the move. How does it feel to start a new, I guess, a new academy? It feels good, bro. I mean... Same thing, you know, just different name. Different name. Well, yeah. um, we don't got to go into details, but how's it feel to kind of get that new vibe, that new feel? Is this like new standards from your old gym? Uh, nah, kind of same thing, bro. Just mm-hmm. split off, you know. We have to uh, do our own thing now and definitely get going like that, bro. It's uh, 
With COVID-19, we just kind of going to say, I seen you guys kind of go from the gym to, was it your house? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, we went from the gym to my house because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to keep Miguel and Cheddar healthy. Mm-hmm. Not be around a lot of people, train around a lot of mm-hmm. everybody. So, once it was uh, got a little stressful, it was time to open the gym again, man. We said, forget COVID, bro. You know, yeah. at this point. Come at your own risk yeah. type of thing. We yeah. still got to get the work in. Yeah. So. Cool, cool, cool. Daniel, how long have you been training boxing um, here? Are you from Bakersfield, California? I'm from Bakersfield, yeah. Okay, how long have you been training for? Uh, training kids now, a good 15 years now. Definitely, bro. Yeah, so. How, how do you, and how do you, when did you find your love for that, your passion for training? I started volunteering for Mike Dallas Sr., bro. Okay, rest yeah. in peace, Mike Dallas, yeah. legend. So, yeah, he's the the face of Bakersfield for boxing. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm not going to lie, bro. Yeah, man. He's... Everybody tries, bro, but they ain't going to fill his shoes. Though, Never, man. dude. So, <laughs> what, was it, what was it about Mike that, you know, kind of set his standard? Because he is known, and I'm a, you know, I'm a boxing fan, yeah. just in the local area. Mike Dallas, Sr., or Mike Dallas Sr. is that guy. What separated him from everybody else? I don't know, man. Just his knowledge, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, his knowledge. Um, you seen his son was successful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Dell is just, he just put his heart into it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was his full-time job, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't just something for him to be like that. He was legit. Yeah, he was really teaching people how yeah. to box and the yeah. sweet science. What was the biggest takeaway that you got from him? What did you learn from him that you still carry with you today in your own camp? Man, just honestly, I don't even say like I can learn from him like that. I did learn from him his work ethic, bro. Definitely. You know what I mean? The, the passion he put into it. I learned from his mistakes, you know, from being too nice to people, bro. You know what I mean? I learned from him <laughs> making, you know, he made as much fighters as he made, bro. He made coaches, yes, too. Yes. And the only reason I say that he made coaches because, you know, it's happening to me now and it's already happened, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. He made fighters, bro, and the dads think they can fucking coach, and then, I don't know if he's... <laughs> no, cuss right. all you fucking... Oh. This is SDS podcast, <laughs> you know, my guy. All right, Good so dad. the dads think they can coach, bro, and they think they can take over and shit, you know, so I mean, yeah. it's just a bunch of idiots, bro, so yeah. I learned from that. I, I guess I didn't learn enough, because mm-hmm. I still let it happen to me, mm-hmm. you know, but him, he just had knowledge, bro. He knew everything. He knew just the ring generalship, you know, yeah. he would mm-hmm. get in there and... You know, his son being so good, he would get in there and give little Mike a hard time, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody mm-hmm. he sparred, mm-hmm. you know, so it wasn't, it's just beautiful. his ring generalship that he would share it. It's beautiful to see that his legacy still lives on with you yeah, and man, within your, be. within your academy, bro. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my bad too. I forgot. To, thank you for coming on the podcast, oh, my guy. For having me, man. This is your first podcast. I'm glad it's us, man. I really look up to what you do here in the boxing community. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, I think when we look back at the legacy you're going to leave, it's going to be, especially your fighters, yeah. they're going to be known as some of the best ever come out of Bakersfield. Yeah, and that's what's, that's, isn't that, isn't that, how do you feel about that? Is that something you're kind of ready for? Is that something you're ready for seeing when you had, you know, Cheddar, Miguel, boxers like that, of that nature? Ready for it, bro? I don't know if I'm ready. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't know until you get there, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a thing where we'll take to step by step, bro. Mm-hmm. If we get there, Hopefully we get there. Definitely. You know what I mean? But when we do get there, then we'll go from there on, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jump the gun and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. The hard work's being put in. Um, the passion's being put in. Mm-hmm. So we get there, we get there. Once we're there, we're there, bro. You Definitely. know what I mean? So it's going to be... Uh, you said hard work and passion. I think there's two things that boxing is necessary to make it to any type of level in boxing. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You got to have... 
the hard work and you have to have the part the passion for it bro because mm-hmm. if you don't man you're just gonna get in there and fighting for a paycheck doesn't work for us you know what I mean? Definitely, just, bro. you get in there put it all you got and what do you look for in boxers, bro? When you, you know, I know a lot of people come through your academy. I know they're probably just trying to get the workout in. But when you have somebody say, "Hey, you want, I want to actually try to venture into professional boxing, amateur boxing," what are you looking for precisely? Well, that's funny you say that, bro. Because I look for honestly, I look for them to have fucking balls and heart, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. the first thing for me. <laughs> yes, yes. If I see them motherfucking scared or something like that, bro, I ain't fucking with it. Dog. Yeah, definitely. Because you can't. You could can teach skill. You could teach all this shit, bro. But when it comes to like. You know, having heart yes. and being in there and getting ready to get fucked up or fuck somebody up. Yes, yes. Then it's like, okay, but if you don't have that, bro, just stick to it as a hobby, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. Don't don't try to spar. Yeah, just stick yeah, to bro, the stick, stick to the workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, that's what I do, man. Definitely, like man. When did you first fall in love with boxing, though? Like I know as kids, this is, this is for myself. I remember watching like Chavez and De La Hoya, uh, Sweet Pea and De La Hoya. Yeah. You know, Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Tyson Lewis. When was the first time you were like, "Damn, I love this sport"? <laughs> Never, dog. Never? Yeah, it sounds weird, fool, but I've never <laughs> been like, where I love this sport, you know what I mean? I have yeah. passion for it like that, but it's like, this sport's so ugly, dog, it's like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I, no, when I started, I used to box. Mm-hmm. Never was really into it. I did it because I was a troublemaker, and my mom and dad made me do it, mm-hmm. and the pal was a resort, you know what I mean? And Mike Dallas was like a, a dad that kids don't have in the hood. Yes, yes. So, it was more like to go hang out, and at that time too, bro, he had a lot of girls in there, dog, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely, no, facts. So... I want to say maybe 50% of us were in there for them girls, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but to, where you said where I fall, fell in love, bro, like, I like it, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'll put my all into it, bro. Mm-hmm. But never to, like, be like, man, this is my fucking. Yeah, this is what I love to do. I yeah, love the podcast. Yeah, that bro, I love. this thing's so, so dirty, bro. So, you know, I used to really want my kids to box. I'm like, mm-hmm. And now I'm like, pfft. Heck no, bro. Like, I see, so you're talking about like the like call like the business side of boxing is a yeah. dirty fucking game. Yeah, bro. And I'm sure we. I'm, I I see it from the outside in, yeah. but you have a lot of experience. In. Well, I'm barely even seeing it, bro. You know, I mean, I see the politics in amateur boxing. You know, mm-hmm. which is shit, bro, because they make these judges make a lot of kids quit, bro. I bet, you know, dude. I bet. Trust me, I've grabbed tossed judges up, bro, just because you know. But. They make a lot of people quit, bro, because it'll be a big fight for a kid or a nationals or something like that, and these motherfuckers will go and give it to the hometown favorite, or you know what I mean? And you, yeah, cru- you crush a little nine-year-old's dreams, bro, mm-hmm. and now they don't want to box anymore because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really don't mess with it, bro. I'm in it, and I'm going to stay in it until it's, I'm done with it, but mm-hmm. or until you know God calls me and says no more, bro, you know what I mean? Definitely. But I'm not going to tell you. Like, I don't sit and watch fights, bro. You don't? Okay. I'll watch big fights. Yeah, of for course. For me to sit on... Hey, bro, there's fights on Showtime. Hey, yeah, you don't, you're, not, you're not messing with those low-tier <laughs> yeah, fights. Maybe no, some Saunders, Canelo yeah, shit, like, no, on I'll Saturday. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? definitely. I'll watch that, but I won't watch, like, no, uh, you know, small fights. Yeah, like definitely. That. I'll watch the girl fights, because they give it their all, you know yes, what I mean? They yes, go in there and fight, but nothing like that. It's bro. crazy how you do say it, the boxing is a dirty game, just from the promoting side, and you just see kind of where, I don't know how much percentage, like, how much these boxers really make, and yeah. it's kind of like, they got pay for the shit out the door like they're taking care of themselves their trainers their training camp yeah, that, that gotta be paid by somebody right yeah so it comes down to like in the dirty part bro this it's not just by promoter it's managers mm-hmm. you know i've had let's see what like the thing is like that bro is i've had three different people that i've had to fire bro you know yeah. what i mean just because they're pieces of shit yeah yeah um 
and they'll think, oh, well, there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty. Well, no, bro, I'm going to look out for my boys before I look out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're here for making money. Yeah. I'm here to make sure these guys don't fucking be walking around shaking or, mm-hmm. you know, head trauma later. Or mm-hmm. We ain't worry about the money, bro. When the money comes, the money's going to come, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get rich off this shit. You Definitely. know what I mean? That's why a lot of coaches here in Bakersfield make this mistake. Yeah. They think, oh, I'm going to get this fighter and I'm going to turn a pro or this and that. They turn a pro. They're getting them fights, getting fucked up on national TV. Yeah, and dude. Making... Peanuts. You know, yeah, they make their money. They think they're making 10 G's, 12 G's. Oh, fuck yeah, I made money. But you're getting fucked up. And then they're saying from Bakersfield, California, bro, you're making us look bad while you get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Definitely. It's just... <laughs> it's hard. And I think as a trainer, too, people don't understand the responsibility you have to take care of your fighters. Yeah. I think that's probably your main priority, right? Make yeah. sure, well, making sure they're ready for the fight, but to make sure their health is intact. Because yeah. I'm sure you know first-hand boxing isn't ballet, bro. Boxing no, isn't no. something... It's not fucking golf. It's not yeah. tennis. You're putting, putting your your guys could be seriously hurt, even killed in the ring. Yeah, that, man, you get that's happened you know, several times already. Yeah, it's it's happens a lot, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell my fighters too. If you guys are ever hurt, bro, tell me, bro. Don't be ashamed to tell me something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes a fighter has too much pride for himself, bro. And when they got balls and heart, they won't say shit, bro. You're gonna keep you know? fighting. Yeah, you Definitely. know. So, you know, I tell like. Uh, he don't want. He didn't want to tell nobody. But like when I took Miguel to spar Logan Paul, bro, mm-hmm. that was a big guy. I didn't know how big he was, bro. Mm-hmm. He's fucking huge. When we got there, I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would just get over on skill, but Logan's pretty decent, fool. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Just, he ain't gonna do nothing, Floyd. No, but, but yeah, he yeah, is. But he's decent. Fool. Didn't you know he just knock out an MMA fighter? Uh, that was a oh, was Jake. That oh, was that's his brother. brother. See, yeah. I get the, see, I don't, I don't even know who the fuck these guys are, yeah. bro. Honestly, I'm kind of lost in this whole thing. Yeah, I don't bro. fuck with like influencers like that. But if yeah. they're either cheddar, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, bro. So it was just a thing where like it was more like a thing where we went over there just to see you know clout. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. We sparring Logan. Yeah. But that was a they invited us again. I was like, fuck no, bro. Mm-hmm. You know he did hit Miguel. Miguel for the first round. You know he didn't go down, but he said, man, he hit me in my whole left side went black mm-hmm. so what you mean dog mm-hmm. you know what I mean but he didn't tell me because mm-hmm. until after we were leaving home already mm-hmm. so just because something like that bro fighter's not gonna tell you what happens mm-hmm. you know so so how do you feel I know this is kind of recent but I guess we could talk about it. I know a lot of people on the internet were just talking shit about Saunders yeah. quitting on the stool eyes shut and they, you know, they put up these pictures like Morales, yeah, Corrales. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. all these guys who had Rothman, who had these fucked up closed yeah. eyes. Like, do you feel like that's something? It's necessary. If you break your orbital bone, people don't know how that feels, bro. Yeah, fucking nobody knows how it feels, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only thing I can say is why it's like that is because Mexicans have pride like a motherfucker, bro. Yes, you bro. Know what I mean? Yes, yes. And uh, I don't know how it feels to break that bone, you know, orbital bone, whatever. I don't know what he was feeling, bro. He said yeah. he couldn't see, you know. But for us, we'll never be satisfied just because he quit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, on the stool, it's like yeah, that's, that's the stool, fucking so, the worst thing you could do. Yeah. So in a, in our in our thing, mm-hmm. we want to see up there. We want to see you go two for two, beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like, dude, you were scared. You know, the Mexicans say, "Oh, he was running," or mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, bro, you know, I've sparred. Yeah. I, I felt like shit in there. You know, mm-hmm. many fighters spar. They feel like shit in there. Mm-hmm. You know, but. For somebody to say he's running or something like that, bro, ain't nobody want to get hit. Dog. Nobody want to you know I mean? Especially nobody with a guy like Canelo just getting yeah. better as he progresses. Bro, like, we, what the fuck? Yeah, we went to a Canelo camp um, with Miguel. We were over there while we were helping Oscar Valdez spark. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in Canelo's gym, bro, and this guy's just hitting the bag, bro. And every time he hit that bag, bro, 
It sounded like a fucking truck was running through that wall. For the gunshots, I bet. Bro, he hit so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Hard, dog. Like, I can't like, even imagine, my yeah, guy. Yeah, bro. It's, I, I can't imagine somebody sitting in front of him just getting hit like that. Yeah, dude. I don't see anybody trading like GGG no. tried and look what yeah, happened to him. Yeah, bro. You see it like that. It's not a, you know, I wasn't a Canelo fan, bro. Me um, either, bro. Um, the only reason this last time is because he was real nice to us. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, bro, we'll give him a thing like that. <laughs> give him but, a shot. Really like that, bro? Like, I heard that he was an asshole. I heard, you know, that his own, you know, in Mexico, they don't really like him. Yeah. You know, the Mexicans here in America like him. Love which, him. You know, what they call us pochos, bro. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. We're not real Mexican, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, he was cool, dog. He was cool. Yeah. He was real, you know, he didn't act like no diva, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. He was playing around, talking shit in his gym. So, mm-hmm. stuff that I like to do, you know? Yeah, So, definitely. I kind of was like, oh, shit. He was down to earth. Yeah, so, but... It's crazy to see, you know, from that Mayweather loss, how he pro- how he progressed. Yeah, man. Like, people, for- people think, I think you could agree with this, that old that Mayweather has kind of fuck boxing up a little bit, because everybody thinks, oh, once yeah. that old goes... Now everybody thinks that... Yeah, once you yeah. lose a fight, it's over. Yeah. Like, no, the greatest of all times, yeah. they all had L's before, yeah. and you bounce back from that yeah, shit, dude. Yeah, everybody wants that, bro. That's just like the whole mid era thing, too, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole mid thing, they want to fucking be just like Mayweather, pop, 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 you know. The- what do you feel about the mid game? We could t- This is the STS podcast. We can talk about anything, Daniel. <laughs> I know how I feel about it, my guy. Those yeah. motherfuckers don't hit back. Yeah, bro, I don't do mitts. Okay. I do mitts for the camera. Okay. You know, and mm-hmm. I do like that. But I don't, I have my son do mitts, bro. That's how mitts feel to me. Yeah, you, you could have I mean? somebody else do it yeah. and we won't miss a beat. When when you do mitts, it's towards the end of camp. And that's just to stay sharp when we're not hitting the bag anymore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, work on small things. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the gym every day and you want mitts every day or because you see it on TV, you see Canelo, I mean, uh, what's the name hit mitts, mm-hmm. you know? That shit, bro. Mike Dallas didn't even really do mitts, bro. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. when he did mitts, it was real basic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Mitts, for me, is a fucking joke, bro. It is, bro. I agree uh, 100%. But other people probably like it you know what I yeah mean? it looks nice yeah it looks good you it looks know? good it makes it throw fucking fast uh for instance bro i got to uh we went two years ago we went to mexicali he lost this year but mm-hmm. two years ago he beat the number one in the kid in the nation in mexico mm-hmm. one of my little guys mm-hmm. this little guy's warming up on mitts bro pop, 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 pop. i said like, what the fuck looks great looks badass mm-hmm. mine's looking around fool he's like this shadow boxing looking around i'm like fuck yeah Man, when we get in there, my little guy beats the shit out of that kid. Mm-hmm. Kid doesn't even know how to throw. Mm-hmm. He looks good on the mitts. Definitely. You know, but he didn't even know how to really fight, fight. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. So I started thinking like, man, it's, it just helped me even more. Like, yeah, man, bro. That shit don't even matter, bro. I think what mitts is kind of like, I coach basketball, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, these fancy dribbling drills. Yeah. It's fucking great to do that. Yeah. But when you get in the fucking court, when you got five on five, what does that do for yeah, you, my yeah, guy? Yeah. It, does, it looks real nice, but... And when you're in war, I don't think any of that shit matters, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, that shit don't come out. Do you kind of see boxing like that? I see it like that. As bro. a war, right? Yeah. This is fucking war. Yeah, so we like when you go in there like that, bro, and it's, you know, you, you're very rare you're going to throw more than two, three shots. Mm-hmm. You know, three shots here and there. You might land one, two, three, and then that motherfucker is going down or he's going away. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff where you're catching, shoot, pop, 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 you know, it's four, five, happen, six bro. shots, bro. Like, come on, bro. I can see it as a sharp neck, maybe an accuracy thing, yeah. but if that's going to be like the foundation of your whole camp, yeah. what the fuck can you really gain, yeah, you know bro. what I mean? And then, like, the reason I like that now is because, like, our new manager, bro, he's legit. Legit. We got two managers. One of them, two of them, Miguel's managers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll get, he'll get his, uh, he gets his sparring in, 
and then he'll finish off with his mitts. Mm-hmm. So that's like his cool down. He'll just make sure his son stays sharp. Definitely. You know, so that, like that, I understand, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. And they work on stuff after he's already tired. Mm-hmm. You know, some old guy told us once, bro, not this, not one of our friends, told us once, bro, before when they used to spar, they used to work out. Mm-hmm. Get all sweaty, you know, mm-hmm. get all tired, mm-hmm. and then go in the spar. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, so I see that, and I like that. I'll mm-hmm. say I'll, I can I use, use that now, now that that manager mm-hmm. does it, and our coach. So what he'll do is he'll let his son spar, which is Gabriel Flores. Mm-hmm. He'll let his son spar for so long, eight, ten rounds, mm-hmm. and then he'll get in there and finish another eight, nine, ten, four rounds, yeah, 12 definitely. rounds. But he'll keep them, but boom, 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 mm-hmm. you know, sharp. And see it like that. Keep that stamina. Yeah, but they, they're not. Trust me, they're not fucking throwing fucking. Something's the simple stuff. Yeah, bro, the, they're working on. Yeah, stuff, dude. I don't, I think that's a Mayweather Roger thing, bro. Yeah. He looked real great, but that's Mayweather. He yeah. made a lot of shit look easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but didn't really. I don't think that translate. I'm not a boxing trainer at all, but I just seen a yeah. lot of things. I'm like, what does that do for your guy though yeah. when he's in a fucking war with a man who's gonna take his fucking head off? Yeah, that doesn't take care of anybody. Uh, before we get to uh, Miguel Cheddar, what's going to your amateur guys? I just recently found out. Um, I forgot my guy Chapo's little brother's name. He was just in Mexico, which he won the t- won the belt. Um, is it Chino? Oh yeah, Chino. Chino, I dude, I see, I see a lot that I like from him. How yeah. did you find him? That's just one. We can talk about your other uh, fighters. Chino, but- bro, it's crazy because Chino hit me up. And when I went through Chino's Instagram, I was like, ah, bro, I don't want this kid. You know what I mean? Because yeah. little, you know, little cholo, yeah, you know, definitely. 18 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it sounds messed up, bro, but me, for somebody that says that, you know, hey, bro, I'm 18. I want to start boxing. I want to do this. And I'm like, Psh. late, my guy. Not for me, dog. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't want to waste no time. You know, yeah. as a man, you guys think you already know everything. You know, as, as teenagers, you think you know everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck that, bro. So I never even hit him up. And then one of my buddies hit me up. Hey, bro. So I, once I he hit me up, I was like, all right, bro. I'll give him a chance. Yeah. And I talked to him. He goes, I got experience. Chino ends up being a great kid, bro. Yeah. Good head on his shoulders. Good family. Mm-hmm. His brothers are real cool. His brothers are in Mexicali with me, too. Yeah, Chapo's, in, yeah. yeah, Chapo's my guy. He's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a good... That's so, why I was like, oh, I did not know Daniel was this guy. Yeah, bro. Cool, so, man. Yeah, they're good cool. people, man. And... uh yeah, he went up winning over there, bro. You know, the first fight he did good. Second fight he started a little late. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he just he's still finding himself, bro. He's I think when I was seeing the fundamentals is something he's still working on, but he got yeah. to a good grasp yeah, right now. Yeah, he's going, man. And balls and heart he has, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he has the technique, he has the skill. He just needs to learn more. Mm-hmm. And he only has seven amateur fights, bro. So it ain't you know. And he'll I mean? learn more by having yeah. more amateur yeah, fights. Yeah, he'll definitely. learn more by going. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. Uh, He'll come along good, bro. He's sparring Chetta. He's sparring Miguel. Mm-hmm. You know, right now as a lefty, he's helping Miguel get ready for his next fight. Um, but especially those southpaw fighters, kind of yeah, good ones, very yeah, fine nowadays. Yeah, so definitely. Right now, I'm just trying to get him to learn how to use his uh, distance and stuff like that because mm-hmm. he hits hard, bro. Mm-hmm. That kid hits hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he dropped that kid over here. And they didn't count it, but he hit him with a clean-ass left hand. Mm-hmm. Boom, sat him on his ass. Man, a southpaw with some power, dude. That's yeah, beautiful. That's, yeah. that's different. You know, I take him to spar. And San Luis Abyss put some guy to sleep, bro. Mm-hmm. He fed the guy. Dude. From standing in the boxes stand, he fell face first straight down. Mm-hmm. That's how slept he went, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, sparring Miguel, he spars Miguel, and Miguel respects his power, too. You Definitely. know what I mean? So, he's 
coming along, bro. As a trainer along. with some, just say a prospect, you know, one of the main you have, do you kind of know when to, you know, what's ride the horse a little bit, just kind of get them going a little bit, and then but pull them back a little bit. Hey, let's not do this yet. Let's work on the little things first, yeah. and then I'll let you go out and, you know, do yeah. your thing. Well, right now, that's what we're trying to work. We're trying to work on this distance. Okay. And that's okay. what we're really working on, bro. And I'll sit back, and I'll let them spar, I'll let them fight. Mm-hmm. You know, some days I'll get annoyed, bro, and I'll pull that fucking bell, and I'll let them fight for 30 fucking minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? But if they're annoying me just because they're not listening or mm-hmm, something like that, mm-hmm. I walked out of corners, bro. You know, because don't give them no water. You don't want to listen. You don't deserve water, bro. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? It's just so he's coming along, bro. I I keep him right now. Like this said, like that. I, right now we're just working on distance. Yeah, definitely. that fight was to get him going again, get mm-hmm. his confidence. You know, he won. Yeah, because a lot of fighters haven't got a lot of ring yeah, time man. because of COVID. Yeah. Definitely. So I wanted I to kind of talk about that too later with Miguel and Cheddar. Yeah. Just their little layoffs right now yeah. because of COVID. What other fighters do you have in your camp that are amateurs that you're really looking forward to seeing them grow? I got Stevie and then I got Isaiah. I got a couple. I got this. I, man, I got, some, <laughs> I got some good ones. Definitely, definitely. I got a Stevie coming along good too, man. He's a, He used to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I got this little way of talking to these fools, dog, because... He used to do wrestling and boxing. Some mm-hmm. days they would come to boxing. Some days they would go to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, fool, you really like doing this shit, dog? Why don't you stick to boxing? You know, so i talk him in. Mm-hmm. First fighter I've ever trained ever, his name was Ivan Razo. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used to try to get him, you know, to, he had baseball, but he didn't, he ended up not quitting. He ended up quitting both. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm not quitting both. Of them, <laughs> yeah, know? definitely. But then I had a little kid named Edgar. He was a baseball player too and a, and a boxer. Uh-huh. And I used to tell him, bro, why don't you just put your full time in this, man? You know, baseball ain't for you, bro. Let's get, you know, you're only playing, mm-hmm. your team sucks. Mm-hmm. He was the best one on the team, bro, mm-hmm. you know? They wouldn't practice. Mm-hmm. They would just play games every Saturday. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. So I said, man, just come to boxing, bro, you know? So he ended up quitting. His mom was a baseball fan. And she was mm-hmm. like, man, what the hell? But, mm-hmm. I mean. Got him in boxing. Yeah, so now he's boxing, you know? He's taking a little break right now because he got all his mouth all messed up because of braces and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah getting fucking hair, I would imagine that fun. Yeah, bro. Cut so up they, everything. Yeah, bro. So Fuck. it's like he has like wires on top of his roof and everything. Bro. Yeah, so he's taking a little break right now, but he'll be back. Um, but Stevie, man, that's the one that right now, and he's 16 years old, 114. This last fight, I fought him at 123, mm-hmm. but he's slick, man. Mm-hmm. Slicker than fucking. Yeah. And he has power, bro. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? He's nice. That's um, I got the little one Isaiah We call him Taz mm-hmm. That little motherfucker Never gets tired Fully straight He lost this year bro But he lost a good fight Yeah Lost split decision To another little kid From uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. Five time national champ oh, Okay Yeah mm-hmm. the kid had over 50 fights You know but My boy has I think like 10 now mm-hmm. But he's coming along good Are these all from Bakersfield? These are all from Bakersfield oh, Bakersfield got heart Man they got heart Yeah I think we have heart dude. I got another one 15 year old Aaron mm-hmm. That kid man He's Next Canelo, bro. Mm. He's about five, ten, bro. One hundred and sixty-five pounds. Mm-hmm. Already dropping grown men with body shots, bro. Mm-hmm. Fucking. He spars Miguel. Goes, you know, Miguel doesn't go hard, hard, but he goes pretty much for to make. He he don't respect Miguel, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So he gets in there and tries to bang. You know, he yeah. Shit. Let me give us a reminder. Like, yo, yeah, this yeah, is where yeah, you're yeah, at. This yeah. is my spot. So he spars Cheddar. He spars everybody, man. So. But that kid too, man, he's going to be something special, bro. Definitely, bro. He didn't get no fight this last time because he's only 15, mm-hmm. 165 pounds, not a lot of kids that size, you know? Yeah, that's a big but boy. he's just tall, though, bro, you know, tall and solid. Mm-hmm. So That's another one of those projects I'm sure you have to kind of just kind of take it at ease before you let him loose and yeah, bro, go into a, his own yeah. little world. Yeah, so he's coming along pretty good, too, though. He's in a... And before we go into your profiles, bro, I want to talk about your son. I see him all the time on your Snap, uh-huh. Instagram. 
hitting those mitts, though, yeah. for, you know, I know how we feel about the mitt game, but just to do that with, you know, grown men, yeah. they, they look like they're getting something out of it. How does it feel to pass that game along to your son now? He likes it, bro. You know what I mean? He Every once in a while, I have to yell at him because he gets a little lazy. You know, he got during quarantine and all that shit. He likes his video games and all mm-hmm. that shit, bro. So mm-hmm. I make him come and help, bro. But he watches, you know, his little things. He learns his little things on the mitts. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I'll catch him trying to do this all crazy shit. And I'll be like, whoa, whoa, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just keep it Just simple. keep it cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves it, bro. He's coming along pretty good with it. Uh, he works with my pros. He works with my amateurs. He works with everybody. I love know? seeing it, bro. Yeah, man. So... He, he he used to be a badass little boxer too, bro, but he just doesn't have the the work ethic for yeah, it. You know what I mean? Definitely. So he used to piss me off, bro. So I said, you know what? Just don't box no more. Mm-hmm. And we're going good, bro. I got another little girl coming up with mids too. Seen those two? She, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's coming up with mids too. Her name's Mia. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's going to come up with it. She's doing pretty good too. She learned mm-hmm. from my little guy, Isaiah. And now she's going good now, too, with Mitch. Do bro. you see, like, yourself kind of not taking... I'm not saying you're going to be, you know, like you say, Mike Dallas and the mentor, yeah. but how you how my, you looked at Mike Dallas, right? These kids could probably see you like that. Like, oh, Coach Daniel helped me during these times. He exposed me to this game yeah. that could potentially teach you so much about life, bro. I think boxing has a lot of tie-ins with life, you know, going that extra mile, not being lazy, having heart, yeah. doing, doing, you got to put your all into this shit. I think with being successful in anything in life, you got to put your all into it if you yeah, really love yeah. it. Yeah, man, I mean, hopefully, you know what I mean? Like, I, I do, you know, but you can. talk to some kids, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I got boxers that have a hard times, you know, and I talk to them, bro, and, you know, hopefully I can be something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't really mess with, you know, I don't know what's going in, my kids' minds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not going to say that they don't have problems, mm-hmm. but I don't really go through kids like Mike Dallas went through. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so in the in the hood, bro, it's a different story. Bro. Yeah. You go with a lot of anger issue kids, you know, gang banging. Because Pal know. was, that's where there was, yeah. people don't know, like that, on 4th Street, yeah. that's where, the you know, I guess the problem kids, yeah, if you no, need a way out, an outlet in the hood, this yeah, was that where was, it was at. Yeah, that was uh, the thing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And when you go there and, being an angry child, bro, you got somebody to cheer you up there, you know what I mean? Your parents, you know, because you get kids that their parents are fighting every day, you know, they get away from that, go over here, you know, mm-hmm. to get, you know, the cops or whatever, you know, spending time with the kids or Mike, you know, when he used to spend time with the kids, play dodgeball with the kids, you know, that all that stuff, all those little things matter, bro. They do, bro. Those little know things I mean? do yeah. matter, my All those little things matter because you never know, bro, if that little kid was having a bad day, dog, and you just cheered him up for the day. Maybe he was thinking something bad, mm-hmm. doing something bad. Maybe not going home. Maybe you cheered him up to. You just never know, bro. Yeah, you know bro. what I mean? So, it's um, it's like when I was asking that too. We're, as coaches, I you know, so we're coaches. It's bigger than just the sport. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of like they look for you for outside shit, yeah. like life stuff, real yeah, life yeah. stuff. And it's crazy how sometimes we could be like that. That motivation to the yeah. kid, like. That difference maker. It's a beautiful thing, but I think that is a big responsibility, too. I yeah, know we love a, focusing on the art, but it's like, damn, we do have the responsibility looking out for these kids, too. Yeah, it's it's a lot, bro. Yeah, man. It's a lot, you know, and, and when they're with you, too, it's you got to take care of them, you know. Mm-hmm. When I go out of town with them, you travel with them, you got to make sure you don't, mm-hmm. you don't look. Especially lose the kids. youngsters, 15, yeah. 16, 17, 18 years yeah. old, who's going to take it? The parents are trusting you to take yeah. them. So, That's, you so, know, I do. Like Miguel, you know. I've had him since he was 13 years old now, mm-hmm. you know, and we've been everywhere together. Mm-hmm. Cheddar, you know, since he was 11. Oh, man, I didn't know yeah. I was that young. Yeah, so we've been everywhere, too, you know. 
I got a picture of Chet and my son. It's crazy, bro, because it's Chet and my son when we were at Nationals. And my mm-hmm. son's so tiny, bro. And Chet was so tiny, but <laughs> too, bro. And I looked at it the other day, you know, well, I told Chet, I was like, hey, look at this, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know if you've seen it, but I shared it. I went, they went from this to that. You know, mm-hmm. now my son's working mid, so Chet. Yeah, like, they've seen time. that, dude. My son used to be all over with us, too, you know, Definitely. so. It's cool to see, you know, I know a lot of boxers don't have that. I know they trade, they, they trade trainers all the time or replace them, but you've been with these guys, your profiler, since the beginning. Yeah. When did you first discover Cheddar? Uh, Cheddar used to train with Mike Dallas also. Okay, okay. Yeah, so did Miguel. Um, when Mike had got sick, I took over the pal. Okay. And um, at, at that time, I didn't really, I took over, I was helping out until... Mm-hmm. You know, Mike got sick. Mike got sick. Mm-hmm. When Mike got sick, I was asked to help out until he came back. Mm-hmm. But he ended up getting more sick and passed away. Mm-hmm. But never like that was. I just after that I really took over and started training them. Mm-hmm. But they were Mike Dallas fighters. They trained with uh, another coach named Coach Danny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but uh, nothing like nothing like. You know, I started them. They started with Mike Dallas. I took over. You took after, over after, after he, you know, Dallas after he, just, after his sickness. Yeah. You kind of just you stuck with them. Yeah, we started from there, bro. Definitely. You know what, I mean? what did you see in Cheddar? And well, we'll start with Cheddar. What did you see with Cheddar that made you think, oh man, this kid's gonna be special? Cheddar was always a slick and aggressive fighter. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to go on YouTube and everything, look at his fights. He's he's always flashy, bro. You know, mm-hmm. he used to fight with his hands down, and we used to make fun of him because <laughs> when they used to throw punches at him when he was a kid, he used to block it. He used to block like this, mm-hmm. so he'll put his hands up right here and block. So I we finally took that away from him, thank mm-hmm. God. But um, he used to fight wise. He's always fight. He yeah. always had that fight. Mm-hmm. He like does. A story like like in this one. I threw my first show at the Pal by myself, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I got Chetto fight. He was fighting some kid out of Fresno. Chetto was winning, bro, the first round, and all of a sudden he starts freaking out, and he's still fighting, but his arm's hanging. I believe it's his oh, left hand. Damn. Yeah, his arm's hanging, and I said, what, what, dude, what are you doing? So I said, like, what the fuck, bro? You dislocated? Nah, it was worse. Bro. Oh, so, fuck. Yeah, so when he came back, he goes, my arm, my arm. I was like, you want to stop the fucking fight or what? Mm-hmm. Goes, no. So I said, all right, well, fuck, go fight them, motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. get in there. Mm-hmm. Well, he only fought one hand, bro, literally, right hand. Boom, <laughs> boom, landing still, clean, bro, crying at the same time because his arms hang up, bro. Hurt, yeah. You know what I mean? So I said, what the fuck? So after the fight, you know, we could, we, he rests it for a little while. It never gets better. Mm-hmm. But he keeps training. Never gets better until finally we were in the silver gloves. Won the silver gloves. Mm-hmm. With one arm. Uh, with one arm. Fuck. And, uh. Won the thing, and then he heard it that last fight again, so his family took him to get checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it healed, bro. You know, I'm not going to say his family didn't, you know, watch, but it healed, but he just couldn't throw right, so mm-hmm. I was like, ah, maybe it's just something. Mm-hmm. But, hell no, bro. He had broke something or something like that, so it grew a, it grew a calcium bone inside of him. Yeah, so scar it started, tissue Yeah, shit. so it started cutting another nerve with that bone that grew. started cutting another tendon. <sighs> Started hitting that. That's so every, painful shit, Yeah, man. bro. So he, fought, he was fighting shit. the whole time like that. Warrior, dude. Yeah. And uh, when he did it was that first time when he was just hanging, bro. Yeah. And he still won that fight. So that's when I really, you know, I was like, oh, damn, Cheddar. You know what I mean? He's going to be something. Yeah. When you can fight through adversity like yeah. that and shit, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, How many pro fights does he have now? He's 9-0 now. 9-0? I, I seen the first few fights. I love his style, bro. Little Mexican yeah. style. He, he is the aggressor. Yeah, I love watching him fight. smart, yeah. He's so young too, man. Nineteen years old. Damn. So young, bro. Yeah. So young. The the the, 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 the 
how you say it, the, um, I guess the sky's the limit, but he's going to push through this little glass ceiling. Yeah. He doesn't get better with age. Yeah, man, that's what, and I, you know, we talked to him about that too, you know, because um, a lot of people try to put in his head, oh, you're just under Miguel, you know, oh, Daniel doesn't care about you, nothing like that, you know. But they, they didn't see the same thing that Miguel went through at that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Miguel's not even broken out yet, but he's getting just that little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. But now that he's getting that little bit of attention, now people try to say, oh, you know, Daniel doesn't like Cheddar. Daniel doesn't treat Cheddar the same. No, it's just Cheddar's not there yet where Miguel is at right yeah, now. It's a big age difference. Yeah. And Miguel's what, 23? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, four years is four. That's yeah. a big age difference, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So even though at that time, Miguel wasn't even... You know, yeah, the news would come and do a little stuff, but nothing what he is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, Cheddar's at that point right now, bro, where he's just, he's just, he sits in Miguel's shadow right now, but when he breaks out, he's in a breakout, too. Yeah. And and it didn't take Miguel to break out, really, until after he beat that Rolando Vargas guy. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the GSA here in Bakersfield? No, that was at the, uh, when he fought on ESPN. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. he didn't really come out until that, bro. Like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, Miguel just beat a 5-0. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like I said, we went on B-side that fight, too. You mm-hmm. know, So that's what made Miguel break out. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to take for Cheddar to do. And I think it's going to take, just say, you know, Miguel, when Miguel has a success, too, that's going to help Cheddar at the long run, too, not be the B-side forever. Yeah. So it'll be like, okay. It's going to open doors for Cheddar. Exactly, yeah. bro. People then, need to understand that. Yeah, but you got just people, bro, that Who don't fucking, fucking know talking. the game. Yeah, they just love talking and shit like that. You know, I care about both my boys the same way they care about my team. You know, I just got a deeper thing with my boys, with Miguel and Cheddar, because they've been with me the longest. We've been through so much, bro. Mm-hmm. You know. We were, you know, the pal. A lot of people want, you know, oh, well, you got to... We didn't go to a lot of nationals, bro, because we didn't have that much money, mm-hmm. you know? So, we didn't have that national thing that, you know... Mm-hmm. But fuck that, bro. Amateurs mm-hmm. is stupid, bro. Yeah. Fucking, you pay... Just to keep keep your number one spot in, in, in on the nation is good $10,000 a year. It's a fucking union thing, bro. Yeah. They get to pay so into go, it. Yeah, bro. So, you go over there and you pay your hotel. You go for your trip and then for a fucking amateur judge to fucking give somebody else a fight that you just beat the shit out of mm-hmm. you know, especially people, when you're traveling these yeah. motherfuckers are from Tijuana yeah. like no dude of course they're gonna get home cooking yeah yeah bro I've so, never understood that, that like you said boxing is a fucking dirty game yeah, it's politic yeah bro. it starts in that amateur stupid bro you know oh well they're volunteer judges I don't give a shit if they're volunteer judges don't use that excuse on me mm-hmm. cause a lot of us are volunteer fucking coaches bro yeah bro, and we yeah. put in the uh, in reality, we put in more time than a fucking judge. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, the judge shows up to the fight and calls the fucking thing. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, the judge, the coach is fucking making the kid make way. The coach is helping them raise money. Mm-hmm. The coach. You're doing so. Dude, yeah. people don't understand. Trainers think we're just fucking standing with Yeah, mitts. bro. Like, there's so much more to boxing oh, training. When they stress, the coach stresses. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. And, and, and it's just a thing where, you know, and you see your kid get hurt, your boxer get hurt. You know, these judges don't see that shit. They mm-hmm. may know what happens, but they don't give a fuck because mm-hmm. they're not in there with you. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me, oh, well, they're volunteer judges. If you don't like it, go volunteer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the stupidest fucking excuse yeah, you can say. Yeah, exactly, bro. bro. Anybody that says that is a dumb fuck, bro, yeah. because you, that your job is to be fair. Mm-hmm. Just like our job is to train the fuck. Call it the fucking way yeah. you, it is. Call yeah, it the so way it is. Your job is to be fair, bro. Our job is to train the, tra- the kid mm-hmm. or the fighter. Mm-hmm. Your job is to be fair and call whoever wins reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what's that's what's been hurting boxing for so long, yeah, bro. bro we can't even, we won't we won't even get into the fucking bogus fucking yeah. <laughs> Pacquiao horn bullshit. Like that's what's always been hurting boxing. Oh, I dude. messed with one of my one of my buddies. I messed with him like that too. Like, oh, bro, like he 
you know, he's a big Pacquiao fan, John, uh, Johnny. Yeah. And I will be like, Horn fucked him up. You know what I mean? Bradley fucked him up. I, yeah. But I don't give a shit about those fucking, you know yeah, what I mean? Those things like, but yeah, like something like that. Home cooking, horns. You know, just like that one chick, Adelaide Bird, which I don't know what fight yeah, it was. Yeah, dude. You know? That's fucking um, the referee's wife. Yeah. Crazy so, world, right? Yeah. So Fuck it's me. just a thing where it's just like, it's. Bro, it's it's horrible. Bro. I just hate the excuse every judge sees the fight or sees the game different. Yeah. Like, no, there should be one fucking way we score this thing. It doesn't yeah. matter if you fucking like the enforcer or you like the dictator. Like, no, dude, yeah. fucking call it one so, way. So what I do, bro, when I go to these tournaments and I go, you know, because they switch up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, judges switch up here and there, here and there, like that. You know, every so often, judges switch. So it kind of sucks. But, like, when they went to this fight in Mexico, mm-hmm. I told my boys, sit and watch your, your ring. Mm-hmm. You know? Because look for what the judges are looking for. Mm-hmm. So if they're looking for the smart fighter, mm-hmm. you know, look for that. If they're giving it to the smarter fighter who's controlling the ring, or if they're looking for the brawler, mm-hmm. then, you know, look for that shit. Bro. That I make matters, my boys dude. sit down and watch all that shit because you don't ever know, bro. Some mm-hmm. You be throwing and throwing, staying on that fighter, and that ju- that one fighter just, boom, hits you clean. Count as a point. Count as a point. It's Olympic you know? bullshit, yeah, bro. So, I hate that shit, you know? dude. So... But some judges will go off who's the more aggressor, who's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so who threw more punches, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like that. But now it's changed a little bit. Now they do the 10-9 system, supposedly like the pros. Before yeah. it was on clickers, dog. Oh, God. You had these fucking judges just sitting there like this, click, 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 <laughs> Whoever they thought landed the punch, pop, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? They would just click. Mm-hmm. Red corner, blue corner, red corner, blue mm-hmm. corner, like that, bro. Mm-hmm. So that was fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, I dude. thought that was stupid judging, you know, but... The game suffers from that shit, dude. It sucks, man. See, like you said, these kids are putting their fucking heart into it. Yeah. They just went through a fucking training camp, and training camps are not fucking easy. They're starving themselves, fucking dehydrated as fuck, and they get their dreams robbed because yeah. some fucking yeah. dickwad exactly, was giving the home bro. cooking, yeah, bro. Exactly, bro. It's That's, crazy. We went, um, something happened with Miguel like that. We went to uh, Kansas. We, won, we were winning the whole tournament. We were in the finals. Mm-hmm. We fought a kid out of Kansas, mm-hmm. Mexican kid. This kid literally was not supposed to be in the ring, bro. Mm-hmm. He had no experience. We would hit him. He would make a fucking circle, bro. <laughs> Hurting. We fucking dropped him. All kinds of shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I promise you. If we lose, we lose. I'll take the loss. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, bro, this motherfucker looked like, you know, those three stooges when you hit that motherfucker. Whoop, 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 mm-hmm. They turn in a fucking circle. Mm-hmm. That's how he looked like, bro. He looked mm-hmm. like a, you know, stupid. Yeah. And we they gave him the fucking fight, bro. Because he was a hometown kid. Mm-hmm. In the finals. Mm-hmm. In the finals of the fight. That fucking made you hate boxing more. Oh, sure. like, are you kidding me? Like it's fucking you know politics, I mean? dude. Yeah, dude. Dirty you know, game. So, that's what makes me, like, you know, never to, like, fall in love, bro. I think I do it more because my boys do it. You know, my Miguel and Cheddar do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now I have an amateur team. But I really didn't want to train amateurs anymore, mm-hmm. bro. And I end up falling into it again. <laughs> but... I guess you could say I like it, whatever. Love no, it. bro. Yeah. You, it's I just think you, thing where maybe you love the coaching part of the training part, but the the business part yeah. and the politicking, yeah, like yeah, fuck yeah. all that. That's yeah, not bro, that's, that's not what you do. Because you're not a bullshit, though, Daniel. I yeah. know. I know. Just social media. That's our first time meeting, but yeah. you call out a lot of bullshit, bro. Yeah, bro. And, and I love that. I love that shit, bro. And, and yeah, and it's funny see you get on to, like that because I'll tell you the truth, bro. If you're on my bad side, you did that to be on my bad side. Yes, I'm the. I promise, bro. People can say different, whatever. Mm-hmm. I talk shit, but I talk shit when somebody is already talking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you respect me, I respect you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't believe, me personally, I don't believe in the whole 
respect your elders, respect, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. I don't believe in that, bro. Yes, yes. I believe, you know, the old shirts, man, I respect is earned, not given. Mm -hmm. You know, if you respect me, bro, I'm going to respect you. Mm -hmm. If some old lady passes by and says, hey, fuck you, well, guess what? Fuck you back. Fuck you too. Yeah, you know I, what yeah, I mean? respect that 100%. You know, it's just a thing where uh, uh, that's how I am, bro. Yeah. And uh, for a while, bro, I had to raise myself. Mm -hmm. And that, that part, my that's my mentality mm -hmm. you know it, it's my mentality kind of you against the world yeah okay so when these people get on my bad side bro it's because of them mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i really am cool with you anybody you can see i'm cool with you can ask them bro mm -hmm. i'm 100 percent cool with them bro. Mm -hmm. but if i hear they talk shit about me i hit them up yeah you call them out yeah. i've seen it several times yeah. your thing, bro. So, yes you know <laughs> so why do you not like me? It's because I called you out. Yeah, on, on your bullshit. You said. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you can say, oh, fuck Daniel. He don't do this. He don't do that. And you want to come over and shake my hand the next time like that? And you want to come nah, spar my guy yeah, or something? Like, yeah, what the fuck, no, I don't play that shit, bro. It's fake shit, bro. Yeah, so anything like that. Me with friends, bro, I'm loyal. And I have very little friends. Same here, bro. Very little friends I have, bro. Mm -hmm. And they'll have friends that are pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. You know, those friends talk shit about my friends at them times mm -hmm. but, but my friends want me to be friends with their friends mm -hmm. but their friends are fucking shady as fuck mm -hmm. so I you know I don't I don't fuck with people like can't mess it we don't got time for that bullshit yeah, bro so it's just I see you calling out a lot of politicking in the in the boxing in the Bakersfield boxing community yeah. and I'm not calling anybody out but just you see a lot of gyms who are supposedly boxing gyms yeah. my bro and I agree with you because I'm not a boxer at all, bro, but I've seen, I've been through a couple training, I have a couple friends who yeah. who really do this shit. Yeah. That's not boxing training, bro. That's not, not going to get you ready for the fucking <laughs> war, my guy. It's not, bro. And it comes to back to like, <laughs> Miguel talked about this earlier. We just talked about this earlier before this. Mm -hmm. So, we, it's a thing where I make a fighter or a fighter trains with me mm -hmm. and at the same time, I'm turning their dads into coaches. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Dads never boxed. Mm -hmm. You know, dads never been in that fucking ring. Mm -hmm. When a fighter's made, if the fighter's gonna be good, bro, mm -hmm. the fighter's gonna be good. Yes. You know, but at the same time, you gotta be teaching this little things, correcting little things. Mm -hmm. You know, just little stuff, tweaking here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta be, you know. Something more than just a dad, bro. You got to kind of be in it to know what you're talking about, yeah. right? To see what needs to be fixed. Yeah. Okay. And I, I learned a lot, bro. I learned from every coach. Mm -hmm. I pick up from every coach. Mm -hmm. I pick up from here. I pick up from there. You know, everywhere I go, bro, mm -hmm. if I like something, I pick it up. Hell yeah. You're supposed yeah. to. Like you're supposed to do. Yeah. Definitely. So, and this is, a lot of coaches fail because these motherfuckers think that they know it all. Mm -hmm. I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I know it all. People say I'm cocky. I'm cocky because... I back myself up with my mouth, and if yep. you want to fucking get down for it, we'll get down outside. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, definitely. I back myself up with that also. Mm -hmm. I don't back my. I don't talk to say that I'm the best. Mm -hmm. Because exactly. yeah, because I, my fighters are the best. My fighters are the ones fucking fighting, not mm -hmm. me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, and if you got a good fighter and you think he's the best, then we'll spar, and whoever you fucking think is the best is the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. But in that bro, I just call out everybody. Yes. You know, I don't, bro, there's times that I, you know, I had a bad relationship with my mom because, you know, you know, family always has problems, bro, but I'll call it out. You, you got know, mom, to. you said this. I agree with you. You know, oh, what the 
and then we end up fucking arguing mm-hmm. or something like that. My sisters, my whatever it is, bro. Exactly. I don't. I don't. We got you, dog. Yeah, bro. Because man, this. Are shit, you the oldest? I'm the oldest out of my mom. See, yeah. I'm the oldest too. We, yeah. I think it's I think it's our job to call out bullshit. Yeah. Who else is gonna call? Who else is yeah. protect the brother and sisters? The yeah. fuck? We gotta call them out. I yeah. agree 100 percent with you. Yeah. I'm in the same boat, my guy. Yeah, and and it's like that. Like, I'm not the easiest person where you're gonna be like, oh man, you know, because I'll argue with you, you mm-hmm. know, with about stuff, you know, anything like that. And if you get butthurt, that's your fault, bro. Because mm-hmm. I'm not getting butthurt. You can call me whatever you want. You could, you know, I don't give a shit. I'll yes. just keep going back and forth. Yes. Now, if we are both, you know, me and a buddy with mm-hmm. Jerry, mm-hmm. you know, I always mess with him, bro. Oh, you fucking liberal pussy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Always fuck with him, bro. Mm-hmm. Politics, I don't give a shit about politics. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. But I always mess with him. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. And people look at us like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But after... We're not well, good. We're not butthurt, you know. We're yeah. not fucking all like, and people do, bro. Yes, bro. You know, take this to I'll heart. take it for instance. I'm not gonna say no names, but I'm gonna tell you yeah. something. All right, so I do mitts on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And some people get butthurt about it, mm-hmm. or because they say, "Oh, it looks slow motion." Yeah. So I said, "Oh yeah, but yours are punching up in the air." You know, I'm just talking shit back and forth. Mm-hmm. At this part, this person is our friend. Mm-hmm. You know, the dad's our friend, the kid's our friend, everything. Mm-hmm. But that person couldn't take the heat that they started mm-hmm. and then they want to go act like a little bitch. Yes. And cry and fucking go say, oh, he was talking shit about us and the other coach doesn't like me now. Mm-hmm. Whatever, fool, you know. And shit like that, bro. Mm-hmm. That, that, that That's little bitch shit. Yeah, definitely. Don't talk shit and then fucking start being a little bitch. Exactly. After, and then now, After you get burned. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like, bro. If you can't stand the heat, you gotta get yeah, the fuck out bro, the kitchen. Like, why talk shit and then you fucking act like a little bitch like that? So, <laughs> yeah, my guy. That, that's the one thing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, just stuff like that, bro. You I know? see it. And, I see, even with the shirts you were talking about. Yeah. Free shit. I, I understand. Oh, dog. Free, free shit. This ain't <laughs> happening, my guy. Yeah, yeah no. People love that it. can't happen, bro. Yeah, man. You know, and, and it's just a thing where it's just like, I lost 10 people. Mm-hmm. From friends mm-hmm. to a family, if you want to call them, but whatever, from friends. That asked me for free stuff. Mm-hmm. Ten people. They, they might watch this tonight. They might watch it tomorrow. They might watch. Yeah. But ten fucking people, bro. Never have they stepped foot in my ring. I'm like in my gym. Mm-hmm. Never have they fucking came. Hey, bro, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, you know. Dang, bro. You know. Never have they came to a. You know, an event we had. A donation. Finally, yeah, a donation. donation yeah. Something small. And you want to ask me for a fucking free twenty five dollar fucking shirt that helps us buy something for the for the gym mm-hmm. everything I got bro I put it back into the gym I mm-hmm. honestly do exactly. that's business yeah exactly. when I went to this gym I'm at right now mm-hmm. it had really didn't have nothing just one of the guys that's with me now mm-hmm. he had his workout stuff that he uses mm-hmm. he's not a boxing coach he's a strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. Teague. Mm-hmm. and so I built this I'm building this stuff out of my pocket bro and and, and the stuff I make from the gym mm-hmm. you know so when you sit here and ask me for a free shirt bro 25 fucking dollars Hey, that's bullshit. Yeah, and I just seen your bitch ass at the fucking strip club. Now I'm snitching on you in front of your girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you, you definitely. Know? You got to. Yeah, but it's just like a. That's what made me mad. That's bi- that's kind. Of, I don't want to say the biggest one. That's like a fucking thing. Everybody said but that's yeah. just the people thing. They expect free shit, but like, why don't you pay for and support what I got going yeah. on? Because I don't support your ass. Yeah, I deal with that shit all the time, bro. It's, it's hard, and that's how you expose the real ones, though. Yeah, that's how you and know that's they why fake. People get mad, bro, because you <laughs> fucking put them on blast. I love that. shit, Oh, bro, bro. I had so many messages. Oh, bro, you're fucking crazy. Why am I crazy? Because I fucking call them out. Yeah, they're lucky I didn't tag each one of them, motherfuckers. Yeah, you know bro. What I mean? So. 
all, everybody that asked me for a shirt for free deleted me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter to me, bro. Trust me. I never, they don't come over to my fucking barbecues. I don't invite them. Yeah. You know, they don't, we, they don't invite me to their barbecues. There's associates. We, yeah, we, we can, yeah. we can, we can, we can delete. <laughs> yeah. Associates don't matter to me yeah, either, bro. It's not a, if I haven't seen you in 10 years, my guy, that shit doesn't fucking matter, yeah. my guy. If you're not my boys or my girl, yeah. my family, my real family, I'll be all right, you know? Yeah, Fuck yeah, social yeah. Social media means nothing to yeah. me. Like, that's what I love about you, though, Daniel. I, I respect that. Aside from the boxing thing, I love what you're doing boxing, but the personality that you have, we call bullshit out, yeah. and I think we got to, my guy. Yeah. I think if we don't, then we kind of not staying true to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And especially now I see that you're the oldest, and you kind of got to protect the sheep a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, let's go back real fast to Miguel now. What's next for Miguel? I know a lot of people, you know, he's gaining his exposure. They yeah. know you're his trainer. What's next for Miguel? I know he's had a little, you know, layoff like everybody else has because of COVID. Yeah. But what do you see going on this year for Miguel? I see a lot going on now that we have, you know, legit managers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. How about his last manager? You still good? His last manager is a fucking idiot. Okay, can we call and his, I, can we I, say his name? Repo Rick. Oh, man, he's a, dude. He's a fucking idiot, bro. Bro. And I hope he watches Burst. this. <laughs> what do we think about Repo Rick? <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Where's the microphone? <laughs> Dog, this motherfucker. He's a shit businessman all around. Dude, he fucked me on. Man, dude, my homies are going to be so mad because they said, don't mention him. Fuck him, dog. He fucked me at, at the last show at the G, at the, at the basketball game. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, well he, 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 he loves that. He loves that. God, bro. So, I'll tell you a little story about this guy. Man. Gosh. Him, friend-wise, mm-hmm. I could tell you he'll be a good friend. Okay. I'm not going to tell you he can't. Mm-hmm. He'll be a good friend. Mm-hmm. But when you start doing business with the guy, he's not the guy to do business. Yes, bro. Like, he's, he's, he's always trying to fuck somebody over. <laughs> and he'll always play the victim, bro. Yes, my Always guy. play the victim. If you ain't doing nothing for free for him... You ain't his friend. Exactly. That's how you know? I... Yes. You know? God. So, he thinks he can use you. He thinks he can do all this stuff, bro. And he, he's, a, he's a little punk-ass bitch, bro. Yeah. And the only reason like that, this la- the fight on Miguel's ESPN fight, mm-hmm. I got that fight. Mm-hmm. I made the calls. He loved being right there in the oh, fucking mix, though. So. He loves me. Where yeah. do you see another manager like that? Nothing, man. You don't exactly, see him like bro. that, bro. My fighters ain't about all that hype, bro. Yeah, dog. You know, and I told him that in the beginning, bro. Uh-huh. Look, bro, you can be the manager. Let's help me with these fighters and going. Mm-hmm. I would have stood with him if he would have did his job right. Mm-hmm. But he kind of wanted to keep us in Mexico, keep us in Mexico, keep us in Mexico. And to be honest, he didn't even have faith in my fighters mm-hmm. because I heard different stuff that he would say about them. Oh, he'll say no. He'll he'll argue. Always about a it. nine. You know what I mean? But the people that told me this stuff are legit people. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, he, he's a jiving-ass motherfucker, bro. He yeah. he wants to talk about everybody else. So, you know, if you watch his lives and everything like that, he'll talk shit about us. Mm-hmm. He'll talk shit about my fighters. Not their names, mm-hmm. but I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know what was sad, bro? The commission. You know the guys were kind of just doing the weigh-ins and yeah. making sure everything's going well. He's One of them was a retired uh, probation officer. Oh, okay. Actually recognized me because I look at my dad. He's like, hey, you know, you're Contreras' son. I'm like, Yeah. What are you doing? Tell him what I'm doing here. I'm playing for, you know, fucking for the promoter. I'm, I'm going to do music for him. He's like, that ain't the guy to mess with. <laughs> you yeah. talk about Rick. He's like, you want to do business with him, bro? He's like, yeah. I hope I never. I said, this his, this could probably be his last show here in Bakersfield. Yeah, and it bro. turns out that's going to that's probably be his last show. Yeah, bro. He, 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 you know, he, he supposedly thinks that everybody likes him. He'll think that everybody wants to fuck with him. 
You yeah. know, he, he fucked fighters over that night of the fight. You know what I mean? I heard he, my guy. You know? It's horrible, yeah. Yeah. So it's just... it's just uh, And it's sad to see that. Like, he should have some pride in his work. Yeah. And that's my only thing. Like, your presentation, the sound fucking sucked that night, yeah. bro. Hate to say it, but if it was me, I had this shit ready to go because I, you know, connected with the people. I, you know, coach basketball. Everybody in the basketball world knows everybody. I already had my way there. I fucking did the sound check. I took my time out, and he, he didn't want to pay me. He thought I was a dude for half of what he told me, and I had all yeah. the text messages. And then he had the nerve to say, oh, you were talking you were talking to Rick. I'm repo Rick. I'm like, yeah. are you yeah, fucking he's... stupid? Like, are you yeah. trying to play me, my guy? Like, And my brother was over here, my homies, and like having people come watch me DJ. And like, dude, we got we almost like kicked out the building because every time he was in the fucking ring, we're over here just yeah. in the front yeah, row, thinks, bro. And you see how he danced, you know, he loves He did the a line. fucking rap song. Yeah. God, yeah. I was wondering why you were fucking with that guy because I know your style. It's how we, yeah. like, you know. Well, like I said, bro, he's friend-wise, he could be a good friend, bro. I'm sure he I'm could. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, he'll, you know, but when it comes to business, bro. It's a whole different He flips cloth. himself, bro. He flips himself. And he'll he'll work and weasel his way into something, bro, just to get the benefit for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll say he loves the fighters. He'll say he loves you know you. He's believable, bro. Mm-hmm. He you believe in what everything he says. Mm-hmm. But he's a good bullshitter. Yeah, oh, he is fuck, a great dude. bullshitter, he fucking, bro. He can talk his way out of fucking anything. As bro. a bullshitter myself, I could see a great yeah. bullshitter. The yeah. man's a fucking great bullshitter, yeah, bro. He's uh, I almost fell for that shit. <laughs> he's something else, bro. But yeah, I end up leaving him, bro. Like I said, the fight I got in Miguel's fight, you know, we don't do no politics. Mm-hmm. You know, politics are bad already as we it is. We just want to fight. Yeah, we just want to fight. You know, he wanted us to do certain things. You know, I called for the fight, and he goes, yeah, I got to fight. Fight this guy. So I was like, I looked up the guy, and I said, bro, we could beat this guy. So I called Repo. Hey, bro, they got to fight for us. You know, why didn't they call me? I said, I called them. He's telling me to call you and tell you because they don't want to, you know, because yeah. he's a manager. Yeah, respect your yeah. respect your role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he calls me. He goes, well, who's the guy? I was like, well, this is the guy. The guy we were fighting on ESPN. And he goes, uh, oh, I'm going to call Brad. Hold on. He calls him on three-way. First things out of this guy's mouth, man, is a white man is always trying to fuck over a black man. God. So I, I hang up. That. I can see that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. I hang up. I said, dude, I'm not listening to this. Yeah. Fight gets called off. We had to beg for the fight back mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, you, it's just, bro, he, like. And he would have probably fucked, fucked that fight for Miguel, not knowing that, no, we need Miguel to stay active. Yeah. He's bro. only he's only going to be 23 months, yeah. right? Like, that's the way I always look at these yeah. fighters. Four months is four months, bro. You're yeah. never going to get those four months back. How long has it been since the last fight? Shit. Since that, was yeah, it since that GSA that, yeah. fight? Bro, I got the fucking I got the poster. I stole the poster. Don't tell, don't tell Repo Rick. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I stole the fucking poster because my name was on it, dude. Yeah. But with this next fight, do you know who he's fighting? Yeah, we're fighting the Starling Castillo. Okay, he's from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. He's thirteen and zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten knockouts. Okay, a lefty. Okay, so we fight him. We don't have the set date yet. Mm-hmm. It's in July. But we're training, man. He'll be ready. We're already on box rec. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he'll be doing four weeks here, and then he'll finish camp in Vegas with his other coach okay. and manager. Um, That's where the fight's going to be at? No, the fight's going to be here in California. Oh, beautiful, and man. Beautiful. I think it's called Brooks, California. Okay. It's about a little past San Francisco. Okay, okay. Up there. Um, but So he'll finish camp in Vegas just because there's good sparring out there, bro. Mm-hmm. Here in Breakthrough, we don't have no sparring like that, so, mm-hmm. you know, we travel. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I think every every boxer knows that too. Yeah. You want to get some southpaw yeah. work in, you're going to need that. I think that's, that's essential. Why would you? Why are we working for something that we're not going to be going against? We're not going to yeah. with some orthodox guys. What do you feel like you're doing different from this camp from other training camps? Or are we keeping these it last, the same? No, nah, bro. Um, these last two camps have been different. The last camp, the last camp we had for the ESPN fight was different. This camp is different. Mm-hmm. Um, we do less, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but we do more. Yeah, definitely. Less uh, is always more. Yeah, I get it. It's it's different, bro, and he's liking it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking advice from our manager and our coach, mm-hmm. and he's loving it. His body's feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, his body's not as, you know, tired, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just, we're doing, it's, it's going to be good, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, his weight's right. We got our, you know, I don't know if you know, but Edwin Sandoval, he's been keeping the boys right with mm-hmm. the, their their meals mm-hmm. and all that stuff with ha- our boy Javi. Mm-hmm. You know, Javi's the cook, but mm-hmm. he's the, you know, keeping them right. You know, they have their three meals a day, mm-hmm. eating good, and Miguel's walking around strong right now, man, and energized like a motherfucker. So. You always see this, you always see that fool running on fucking Yeah, bro, dirt. everybody sees him running. Love him, dude, love yeah, it, bro. He gets tagged everywhere, love bro. Love it, bro. And, you know, so. It's he, awesome to see him, man, just... You know, when I know how I'm not like I don't want to just say Bakersfield, but yeah. when we get that little bit of clout, just that little yeah. bit, we kind of just we can yeah. take it easy. No, Miguel, we still have so much more to go, yeah. and that's what you have to remind them too. Like we here, but we have so much more to go. This is just the beginning, my guy. Yeah. We got you know hopefully several more years of putting this work, and I know we all want titles and recognition, and we want to get those wins. Yeah, is what's what's gonna what's a goal for you for Miguel as a trainer? My goal, man, is for him to. Make whatever you can, bro. If he was a world champion, uh, my goal is for him to be a world champion, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, but if he doesn't get to that point, bro, you know, for both my boys, um, make your money and get out of this and start your business, bro. Yes. You know? I love that you said that, man. You know, get out of this, bro. Get out of it. I don't want them to be in it forever. I don't want them to be, you know, like these guys now, Manny Pacquiao, you know, still fighting, 40-something years old. You're risking your life, bro, as you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not brain, there anymore yeah, as it used bro, to be. You know what I mean? So I think that just make it and get out, bro. You know, don't get greedy. As, as sometimes you get greedy and everything mm-hmm. like that. You turn your money into success, mm-hmm. you don't need to come back to boxing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to come back to it's it. It's a stepping stone to yeah. your, your life. Yeah, they're going to have kids one day. They're yeah. going to have a wife. They want to be, they're going to want to be 70, 80 years yeah. old. And the lucky part is too, like this, like what I tell them like that is the good part right now, they don't have a wife. They don't have kids, bro. They can put so, all into yeah, it. Yeah, so they're putting their all into this boxing game, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I got kids, you know, I got a wife, but it's where you make your kids, you're watching your kids grow, but you're not seeing them grow at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when they have kids like that, if they had kids right now, you know, these guys are leaving for training camps. Yes, bro. Exactly. So, you know, their kids are growing up without their dads. Mm-hmm. You know, kids are growing up without, you know, mm-hmm. playing with their dad. Mm-hmm. Their dad comes back for two months and he's back at a training camp again. Mm-hmm. You know, these Russians that come from Russia, the Mexicans that come from Mexico, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even here in the States, they mm-hmm. leave for training camp. Yeah. You know? Your kids are growing up somewhere else and you're training here. Yeah. I'm training these guys and my kids are growing up and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It sucks, bro. I see my, I'm sure my guy Eddie Sanchez, right? Yeah. He just, he just called it quits, you know? And uh, loved his whole career, bro. But I was telling him his next life is going to be so much more beautiful than boxing because he's going to see his boys grow up yeah. now. He missed out on so much. Like, he was working and doing yeah. this boxing thing and putting his all into everything. But I was telling him, like, you know, I know you love this passion of yours, but now 
you're going to be a better father and a yeah. better husband. And you're right. The, you know, you get to see your kids grow, but you're not really seeing them grow up. Yeah. That shit's, especially in boxing, bro. This isn't yeah. something we do for eight hours. Like, no, you got, this is a 24 hour, 365 thing. Yeah. How do you balance it out, man? This is your pod. So how do you kind of balance family life with, because, you know, now you got your own, you know, boxing camera yeah. and you moved on, new name, but how, how have you, how, and previously and now, how do you keep that balance? I mean, Luckily, my kids are with me every day. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to the gym with me. Perfect. You know, they hate it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're at the gym all day. They get there from 3. We don't leave till 9 mm-hmm. every day. By the time they get home, they eat, they shower, and they go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, but luckily, they're with me. Um, weekends, whenever we can do something, I do something, mm-hmm. you know. And I remind them, bro, every day, you know what I mean? I mean, I, you know, I try to be the dad that I can be, mm-hmm. you know, the best, whatever. I'm not the best dad, you could say, but mm-hmm. I'm a good dad, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm there for them. They got what they need, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that. Um, but I remind them, bro, you know, until the day that we don't do no more boxing, then, you know, I try to remind them, bro. I don't want them growing up hating me. Well, you spend time, you know, because kids say stupid shit, you know Yeah, I mean? no, definitely. So when they get up to the teenage years, I don't want them to remind you know, well, you weren't there, you were there for more for your boxers. Because I've heard it. Yeah, of course. we all seen it, too, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, yes, so, definitely, bro. But I remind them all the time, bro, and I try to get them stuff, and, you know, stuff and, you know, whatever. Um, but hopefully they don't turn it against me later, you know what I mean? Definitely. But uh, they're doing pretty good right now, you yeah. know. That, they're not. It's crazy how people don't really, they just see, you know. Yeah. They see the highlights. They see you guys walking to the ring. They see the end result, yeah. but they don't see what the fuck you're both, every. All, not just you, your whole team. Yeah. With that dedication, what you, what your families have to sometimes go through, the sacrifices yeah. that gotta be made in this you know, shit. You miss a lot of stuff, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? Miguel's missed, Chella's missed birthday parties. You know, you know stuff like that. They've been fighting when it's their mom's birthdays. You know mm-hmm. they'll be gone. The yeah. tournament falls on certain days. You know, mm-hmm. family members' birthdays, whatever, bro. You know. Um, I think that's part of the that's part of the game, bro. Yeah. I feel like when I'm DJing or something, like I miss uh, every Saturday. I'm. I can't do oh, shit. Yeah, see, I'm missing yeah. out every Saturday. I can't go to a boxing match. I can't go to, you know, fucking an outing, a family outing. Like, no, I got, I got this. I got business to handle. This is yeah. what I want to do. It's a sacrifice, man. Like, it's that, I think that's what life's all about, my guy. Yeah. So it's cool to see that, man. Real fast, one last question. We're about to go over an hour. Would you consider boxing a Mexican sport? Uh. Maybe not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause I think, dude, if you look at the face of boxing right now, it's Canelo. But yeah. the, the last previous years too, like we're known for that. I guess Mexican style that GG likes. But no, it's yeah. we're like the bloodline of that of that sport, bro. I think people really underestimate I, that. Yeah, I think with the support wise through Mexicans, you know, I talk to you know my coaches a lot, and you know other coaches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, I think support wise, I think Mexican support a little bit more is is deeper than other cultures. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think the only reason is that is because of how much Mexicans support other Mexicans, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, there's haters. Yeah, there's going to be like that. But a Mexican's always going to tune in for a Mexican fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Rasa all the way. Yeah, so it's stuff like that, bro. I think that the why we overcome a lot of racists on that. But shit, other than that, bro, I mean... I don't really see, you know, there's talented in every single race. Yeah, definitely. As long as you got the balls and the heart, like I said. <laughs> yeah. Mexicans know. have that, man, dude. 
we go that extra mile. That's why I love watching Mexican fighters yeah. myself. No racism, just the way yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah. I love that style. I love that grittiness. I love motherfuckers who want to go tussle. Yeah. Those photo booth fights. I love those things. Yeah. See Miguel his last couple fights really getting in there and fucking tussling. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this isn't boxing anymore. This is a motherfucking yeah. fight. This is a that's war. That's what most people like seeing. I love seeing. That's yeah, my that's type. What most people like I seeing. love seeing the Olympic style too. The motherfucker yeah. outsmart you. It's a chess match at that point. Those yeah. are cool too, you know. But if I want, I'll go fucking watch a Klitschko fight or something. But I want to watch a war. I want to see my. I'll go watch a Corellis and the Castillo fight. Like yeah. those wars, dude. They don't. They don't make them like that, man. It's like, it's that's rare nowadays. And it's yeah. kind of sad. But then again, like that too. But then when I see that, like, people say they turn it into like Floyd Mayweather turned into a boring fight. Mm-hmm. But he fought those type of fighters. But he just made it look so different. easy. Yeah, you know dude. I, mean? I love so, it's calculated so, yeah, shit, bro. So it's just. It's just that's where you come in with the sport. It's just like, dang, bro. You know, like. It's uh, you can get in there bang like that, but mm-hmm. how are you gonna look when you fight somebody like Floyd, mm-hmm. or you fight somebody like you know Crawford, mm-hmm. or you know, Javante Banks too? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Javante's a banger. Even right? Spence has a little bit of that. He's calculated with his shit too. Yeah, I think he's a chess fighter. Right now, I'm just iffy about Spence, bro. You know, I don't know how he's gonna look at his next fight, but yeah, you know, after that accident, I don't know if you can come back. Do you, you know, see him fighting Canelo? I, I I don't know what he's gonna do right now, bro. Dude, I can see him maybe going to like one sixty, but one sixty eight, goddamn. Yeah. People don't even realize how big eight pounds different. That's a big. That's a yeah. that's a weight game. I would like to see him in Crawford first before he does anything and, else. Yes, you know dude. I mean? yeah. That needs to get squashed already. Bro. Yeah. Who do you have winning that fight? Ah oh, man, I got Crawford. I'm a Crawford fan, bro. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, I'm a Crawford fan. Um, I like Crawford. You know, but uh, I love he's you know, he could do that southpaw, he could do that work dog. Yeah. You gotta be a special fighter. I think to he's do a that. better fighter when he's southpaw. Okay. That's when he bangs a little bit more, but he's more mm-hmm. smarter. When he's southpaw, he's banging. Mm-hmm. When he turns southpaw, that means he's ready to throw, you know, mm-hmm. let's throw, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Crawford like that. Um, I don't watch like how crazy fights for him, but yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. when he's gonna fight, I'll watch it here and there, you know, but like that but what did you think of this real fast before this is this is current I think we're going to talk about on this podcast anyway in the previous segment the uh, the Canelo and the Saunders fight did you think Saunders had a fucking chance I respect him I didn't think he had a chance you know I I didn't think he had a chance and then when I seen him fighting you know he was you know giving some problems here and there yeah as a southpaw fighter right (laughs) yeah definitely you know but um I kind of knew he was going to get caught like that, bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was going to get his face broken. But yeah, definitely, I kind of seen him getting caught in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of bang your arms up and everything. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Break how... it down, bro. You know, look what he did that one full bicep. Yeah, dude. I mean? That's all I was telling my, you know, I, me and my girlfriend were watching Vegas, like, and I'm just, you know, a lot of Mexican fighters love to break the... Chavez used to break your fucking opponents down. By the time a 9-10 yeah. round comes, they're done. They're fucking hurt. They're, their body's yeah. in pain. They're fucking don't, they don't know where he's going to come from. And Canelo breaks their, breaks his boys yeah. down, dude. It's, it's amazing to see. I thought Saunders gave him a little bit of trouble, too, in the beginning. Just with, you know, I think he was trying to figure him out. It takes a little bit longer. Yeah. I think Fleet's Orthodox guys to figure out Southpaw. So, it was crazy to see that, man. I loved, I loved seeing... Um, the hate on the internet. The casual fan who yeah. don't really know about, about boxing. They think you just go up in there and just start yeah. fucking throwing punches. Like, no, bro. There's a there's yeah. an art to this shit. It comes shit. down. You know, there'll be the art. And sometimes when the art, you know, the, the fans will get to you, bro. And you know, okay, it's time to fight. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, just like when Mosley, I remember I had bet, what, $300 on Mayweather and Mosley. But mm-hmm. I bet for Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And my uncle I had a bet next to me when he caught Mayweather and he stunned him. Twice. The body, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, oh shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? But 
Michael got all happy, but then like what? Two rounds later, he just adjusted and just, you know, adjusting. took over, bro. You know, that's what you got to do, bro. You got to adjust. And that's 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 something if, that people kind of you got to have that. I don't yeah, know if, if that could be can top. Ad, if you can't adjust, bro, that's what you're here for. Make it, yeah. yeah, definitely. I like seeing that, man. I'm glad we're on the same page as that. Uh, what was it? There's one more thing I wanted to ask you. Fuck, what the fuck am I doing? I'm live on the podcast. Hmm. Damn. Don't know, but what's next for um? What's next for yourself? What What do you see with your back boxing academy? Would you have any words for the people if they want to come join? For they- I mean, we're there. You know what I mean. We We have a beginners class. We got adult boxing. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to lose weight. You just want to learn self defense. Definitely. You know, your neighbor's annoying. You want to knock that bitch out. <laughs> we'll, t- yeah. we'll train you for that too. You know what Hell I mean. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's there, man. We're there for the kids and everything. Like I got two great coaches now. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Coach Vince and Coach Sebastian are helping me out. Coach now. Vince is a vet. He's a legend, bro. I love that guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Legend. So, you know, I got him and I got Sebastian now, too. And um, we're there, man, for anybody that wants to come by and Definitely. join our team. You know, and That's the Ambitious Boxing Academy. Ambitious Boxing Academy. Congratulations on your new academy, bro. And good you. luck throughout this whole year. I hope everybody stays healthy. And I hope everything goes the way it's supposed to go. Thank you, brother. Daniel Kala, episode right. 84. Thanks Thank for coming by the SJS Podcast, Thank my guy. And we out.